0: Copilot and Outlook is amazing. It's it's keeping our data safe inside, and what it's learning on is also our data. It containerizes all of our data, so there is no, like it's not going anywhere else.
1: Uh, Brian's had some time to uh, to really kind of have a moment with Copilot, more than a moment. More than a moment. I mean, you're, you're, you're asking and it, please time. do stuff for I me. Mean, like, why are you asking, please? It's not a person.
0: And the the same please is just a, a habit. <laughs> so, Copilot, we've had it in place for a number of us now for a couple weeks since Microsoft released it for the rest of the world, uh, and I I've been using it every day. And I think I've used it in all the apps, even in you know what what used to be the the Power Platform Studio, which is now Copilot Studio. Um, so yeah, it's been it's what been a great your, experience.
1: What was your experience like? I mean, like can you can you delve into like some of the some of the things uh, that you've done so far that sure. are not uh, you know this, so so a email
0: let's yeah <laughs> let's start with email. Copilot Outlook is amazing. So if you receive any kind of email chain, you just say summarize for me. And it's it's the the too long did not read version, uh, yeah, like of that. seven
1: points, like yeah,
0: yeah. So it turns it into a short little paragraph, which is great. That I find really useful. Uh, summarizing meeting notes is is really useful. Uh, replying to emails with Copilot, that's that's a big problem for me. I I've tried to do it some, and unless it's just yes or no, it it tends to add words and language that just doesn't sound like like me and i've been working on giving it some feedback but what i'm realizing is in the time i'm spending giving it feedback i could have just replied yes or no to that okay. email
1: so 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 it brings up an interesting topic like when when it presents your options to you i mean how how many options do you usually have like just, just if i send you an email that said brian you know i um, really having a bad day. I really need somebody to put my arm around or have a hug. What options will it give you?
0: Well, for that, it it probably would, the would Valentine's point, day me, is coming up. point me to some job postings. <laughs> uh, but no, in, in, in reality, if, if I get an email and it's, you know, Brian, can you confirm these things? It's going to give me the option of, you know, acknowledge and confirm, um, ask for clarification. Let, ask for clarifications and a meeting or uh, decline and you know, explain. And really none of those options are going to end up that great. Um, Which one sounds the most like you, though? Probably the decline. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, it it, because what, what ends up happening is it is it kind of expands on that. And then you can change the options. You can even turn that reply into a poem which I've only done once so far, uh, but I think could come in really useful. Uh, Circle back
1: to that. Why did you turn it into a... Did you send it? Yeah, I sent it. <laughs> okay. All right. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Why, right. why Why wouldn't
0: I? Uh, I mean, Not yeah. every email needs to be super professional, but... It,
1: the, they don't need to be poetic in an actual they don't, way. <laughs> they they don't. In very but real terms. One
0: thing I've learned is that AI is really good. the GPTs are, are really good at poetry and mm. I'm really bad at poetry. My mind doesn't work that way. So, so in Outlook it is it's, it's moderately useful with time and some training and I am trying to put in the effort to get it to, well, to respond more that? like me. You give it feedback and you tell it what you liked or you didn't like. Uh, so usually yeah I'll hear I'll give you an example from today I, I got an email asking me a question and i said you know acknowledge and it wrote back yes i agree with this which that part of it was really appropriate mm. i appreciate your inquiry
1: uh, uh, i don't remember the last time i said
0: inquiry yeah. and it, it's those things that i think for those of us that really care about precise communication mm. like oh this doesn't really feel like it came from me um and i i can't let that go so i gave a feedback i said i don't t- i don't talk le- like that and it takes that feedback but it's it's getting a little bit better over time i've changed the options to be a little bit more casual as well because mm-hmm. i would be a little more um casual most of my dialogue with someone okay. than than maybe is a li- is typical unless it's it's kind of a legal matter mm-hmm. uh so so it's it's We'll see a uh, month in if I feel like it's starting to give me the good responses. Right now, I feel like I've had too many clicks in the process of responding using CoPilot for email. Now, when it comes to, to things like meeting notes, amazing. Oh, yeah. So I you can assume. turn on transcription, right? So you hit the CoPilot button at the beginning of the meeting. It's going to turn on transcription. It's going to tell everybody in the meeting it's being transcribed. Uh, and then... You can ask it questions, mm. summarize the meeting, what are my action items? That's uh, nice. And it's it's really good. It's really good. That's where that's those are the 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 multipliers and and Copilot so far that I've seen that are really valuable. Another example is um, I had a document and um, I needed a companion slide deck. I was able to go into PowerPoint. Open up the co-pilot window and say, create a presentation from this document. Just give it the name. And it said, found the document, and it generated 38 slides for me, screenshots, speaking notes,
1: wow. and
0: summarized bullet points. And I would say it was 80%. So That's
1: still a lot of time savings.
0: It's a huge time savings. And it presented things in different ways than I'd thought of presenting it. And I used... Uh, I I used like six or eight of those slides, but I mean it doesn't matter because AI generated. So if I end up throwing some of it away, yeah, uh, it, well, it it does matter. But it saved me. It probably saved me an hour.
1: Let's. I, I'd love your 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 thoughts on this. So so with the com- with the communication component, its ability to, to help you communicate, um, especially, especially through email. Do you think that? people would find it rude to know that they got an email from an AI instead of from your hand I don't know if it's rude or maybe devalued okay so is the is the idea to make it sound more like you so that they so, think so it came from you the way in, in I mean and maybe not you are general really I mean, getting I mean, to
0: the the heart of the issue that I have with something like an email reply yeah. that's meant to be personal is what I see in that is if if AI takes and responds, and I think that's exactly what I was thinking, well then I'll hit send because it, it's 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 in my voice. Right. What okay. it saved me doing was was typing, right? It's like using yep. um you know, different keyboards or, or mm-hmm. auto auto complete. Yep. It it's just a more thoughtful autocomplete. When I read it and I say, you know, uh I feel like that's devaluing some of the communication because yeah. it takes some of that thoughtfulness out of it. Mm-hmm. And and there can be examples where it doesn't matter. It's a yes or no question, that's it. But if it requires a thoughtful response, I want to provide a thoughtful response. So I, I think it's more that it could could make someone feel like what they sent wasn't as important. Right. It could also potentially... You know, convey the wrong message. You know, I think of if you have to if prove I'm him. if people are used to getting something that's in a more casual language for me, and then all of a sudden it looks like a lawyer wrote it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're going to think, "Oh man, what's, am I in trouble? Right? What's he <laughs> trying to get across, or what? What happened?" So, so the proofreading it
1: and the in the tweaking it is the the lovingness that you're bringing it, back it, into it. It
0: is, and and I haven't seen the results out of that part of it yet. Now the the things that I have seen. So so we've talked about what it can do mm-hmm. in Teams, yep. right? Which is great. I used it to summarize our all hands meeting mm-hmm. that we had yesterday internally. Um, great output. I've used it in a number of. Did of you meetings use it on now. the on
1: the actual um, presentation too?
0: No. Oh, we did okay. not.
1: Okay. No, it didn't it, seem like you did, but I just that would have been really cool. If, and at the end, you'd be like, all this was provided well, or you know, enhanced <coughs> right. by my AI. My job has been replaced <laughs> yeah. by AI. I now so, I don't even answer my emails anymore. So
0: mm-hmm. where I found it to be really useful, and this this gets back to something we talked about in our first discussion about it, is if if I create something in Word um, and I'm trying to get an idea across, I, I can have it do two things for me. I can say, you know, rephrase, mm-hmm. and I can give it some parameters to rephrase. It's going to give me one to three options depending on how long it is. And it it generally, I I read it and and think, you know, you can tell it, I want it to be more concise, or I want it to be more professional, or I want it to be more casual, or I want it to be poetry. Um, And and in general, it sparks for me like that idea of, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of saying it that way. Or maybe the way I worded it as I kind of typed it, stream of consciousness Mm. in my mind, wasn't as clear. When I read it, it was clear, but when i see another way of having it written mm-hmm. it it's a little bit more clear so so i really like that that option the other thing i can have it do is you can just right click below your paragraph and say inspire me and what it will do is write depending on how much content is there it's, inspire me <laughs> it will <laughs> write some content for you based okay. on what you already have so it's not giving you any new ideas but it is explaining what you have a different way. It's, okay, it's so articulating. it's building off the context that's already there. It is, and that I found really valuable too. You, you know, we've all kind of been in that spot where, you know, I thought of of your example of creating statements of work or or mm-hmm. other things, We're like oh, this feels kind of bland. Yep, and it makes sense to me.
1: Uh, or I don't really know how I to word on it? this. Like I don't, I don't know. Since there's so many, I actually had that today where. Um, where we were discussing with a client all the different things that they could do with their with their networked environment, and I am not super deep in networking. I was struggling to figure out what to call what to call this Sal. Like, what is this actually called? Like, what are we, what are we doing? And since I already had what we would be doing in there, I could have asked it. You know, give me a give right. me a, a some what sort would of a be heading a good, to this. What
0: would be a good title. title? Yeah, yeah, that that's true. So so that that's great. I'm also using it in OneNote. Okay, And that's been, been really good to help me re-summarize my notes, also to help me find things and, and collect information. So I have a OneNote document that goes back a long time. Uh, I, I, have, I have a big one. And here, so, so I, I've just kind of started scratching the surface there because the find already gets me most of what I know. But mm-hmm. here, I'll give you an example. Um, with with the, the people that report directly to me, um, I have a, a one-on-one <laughs> No. Thank goodness. <laughs> no. um, the I have a one-on-one yep. document, and I, I keep the notes from from every meeting that we have. And so I was able to ask it things like, "What did what what were the main topics that I discussed with this person in our one-on-ones this year?" And it, it gave in in twenty twenty three. And it gave me this really nice consolidated summarized list. Wow. So for things like performance reviews and, and other um, action items where you, it's easy to, to kind of lose track of that mm-hmm. stuff, it, it summarized it really well. So so that's how I was using it there. Uh, when it comes to SharePoint, you know, office.com and, yep. and Copilot, mm-hmm. you, you get... And, and you get this interface in Teams, too. You get kind of the GPT interface yeah. that, that we're all used to seeing from ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. And that is where I spend most of my time with Copilot. Why? It pulls in everything from SharePoint, OneDrive, email. And I can ask it things. So so for us as an organized business that has structures in place around SharePoint of where client data lives and other things, I can ask it questions to help me find agreements help me mm. uh, give me a list of the projects that that we've proposed and for us we're we're now bringing more and more data into the dataverse which we'll be able to to give Copilot a view into as well and, and get into some of our other systems so it's it's bringing things that i would have had to find on my own mm. and when it finds those it it gives you a little reference hyperlink with with a little number next oh, to that's it that's cool so you can go right to the documents that it's referencing. Now, what I'll say is, it's not perfect. It's definitely not perfect, but it it does a great job of learning and getting better as I interact with it through through that chat.
1: So, can it do things for you too? If you say, "Hey, write a, write an email in my name," to create this a document, yeah. Can, but can it write like an email? I haven't tried that yet. From that from that screen, uh, could you completely
0: I, it, work from that screen? If you probably could. I'll in our next update, we'll. Update, we'll update update too yeah, but you you can you can absolutely Brian have it create things copilot <laughs> uh and and then you know inside the the copilot studio that's where it's, it gets really so powerful so what's that so it is it's what used to be power automate oh okay and its interface is a a gpt so you can sit down and say create me a flow Create me a form. Oh, my gosh.
1: This would have made my life and so much easier a couple it, of years ago. It
0: will go and, and create it for you as long as it can find all the components. for Wow. Yeah. So I've used that. I just scratched the surface. I'm, I, I have a, a day job, too, so I want to make sure. <laughs> that what? I, don't, I know. That I don't just Your spend door's all, mostly shut all the time. All my I'm pretty time sure you're on, just
1: in there, like, Yeah, that's exactly videos. what I'm doing, <laughs> learning how
0: yeah. to use uh, Copilot. So it... That that's where from a developer or you know, just just a person who has data that lives in M three sixty five and wants to create yeah. those flows, it it can it can generate all that for you.
1: Wow. So can it do the same thing for say like uh Power BI and mm-hmm. and generate queries and things like that? Correct. That's cool.
0: Yeah. So I I haven't gotten into that. I know Robert You should give on our that, team.
1: that access to a couple of people that I know well, who need who well, so, some information. So we've, got, we've
0: got folks like Robert on uh, on our development team and and some others who we've already turned it on for and are using it in in the process of what they're doing for us on some of our internal initiatives. Wow.
1: This world truly is data-driven, isn't it? Like, it is. And now now to have a a tool that can start helping you so that you don't have to know every little nook and cranny and how to write code and how to write queries and stuff like that to get to it i mean that's so much nicer you still have to know i mean you have to be mindful of what it's spitting out at yeah. you so there's some knowledge on your side that you have to have but it's really cool to see that you know it's not such a heavy lift
0: yeah use the example of sharepoint and in finding customer data yeah you know, i could go find that stuff on my own but it might take me 15 minutes but to and your to time's able,
1: way too valuable for to, 15 minutes
0: well, you multiply that by a couple of.
1: I know, but the way you mean it sounds like oh, 15 minutes. My time's golden.
0: Well, keep in mind. So, so my background is in software development, yeah. and that is the pursuit of um, doing, you know, working smarter, not harder. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to those kinds of things.
1: So, well, you already this, told me you were a very lazy person before. That's why you loved like yeah. automating things. That's a, code. that's what
0: I like about you know software development the pursuit of laziness when it's done well um so it doesn't it, it doesn't why, do you live on a, why do you live on a farm then, well it doesn't like, mean that you're a lazy person what it means yeah. is that you don't like the
1: repetition you don't like repetition
0: and that's really what what it comes down to if i can write something that automates something i may have to do again that's the way my mind works mm-hmm. i will invest the time to automate it rather than take the chance that i might have to do this repetitive i'm the same again.
1: way i'm the same so, way yeah well Brian, thank you so much for giving us an update. It was great to have you back on my show.
0: Yeah, it was it was great to join you, Nate. I don't think this is anybody's show. I think it's Corsica's show. So, so it's um, your show. Well, no.
1: <laughs> it's all of our show. I know.